Yanmar trying to get it towards the empty net. He dives. He scores. Hat trick. Game seven. Yanmar. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. And he comes, fakes. He scores. Mark Stone, shorthanded goal. Took the goal off its pegs, lost his stick, but more room to pump his fist. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Rock Creek Cattle Company uh, for a couple of days. They were hanging out. Uh, Bill Foley takes the team uh, up there. There's players and trainers and equipment managers. Uh, a big bonding session. The management, the coaches uh, all stay back, and the, the team comes together. It has worked uh, very well uh, for the couple of times that they've been able to do it. Last year was the exception uh, due to COVID, but they are back. They were on the ice this afternoon in the city, and they will travel to Denver tomorrow for a preseason game. You'll be able to hear it on Fox Sports uh, Las Vegas. I will be in Denver, so we'll do that whole show uh, back and forth uh, between Ryan Wallace and I. Looking forward to uh, that as they complete the home-and-home with the Colorado Avalanche during this preseason. But that tomorrow, today, uh, there was the uh, the practice at the City National Arena and practice at the Water Street Arena as the Henderson Silver Knights opened up its training camp. Now, the big group is two more manageable groups for the two coaching staff. Manny Viveros and his uh, staff uh, working on the Henderson Silver Knights front and Pete DeBoer and his team uh, working with the Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, Pete said they didn't do much system work today. They did a bit of three-on-three. He said <laughs> he's not sure that uh, that uh, system would have been received very well after a couple of days of team bonding <laughs> in Montana. And then followed up with a great line. There's good beer in Montana. So <laughs> that that was uh, uh, some, some loose uh, fun stuff coming from, from Pete DeBoer as his club uh, gets uh, into it. Uh, Chandler Stevenson was between Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty today, the misfit line. Uh, Brett Howden was on the ice for a little bit and left. Uh, Shea Theodore uh, was on the ice for a little bit. Uh, so Nick Wall, also part of the the guys that uh, that are considered day-to-day. Uh, that's the injury front between Howden and Theodore and Wall. Braden McNabb was uh, on the ice. Uh, you had the, uh, the fourth line uh, with uh, Patrick Brown uh, in the middle between Keegan Colasar and Will Carrier. And you had that uh, Matthias Yanmark, Nolan Patrick, uh, with Evgeny Dodanov uh, on there mm-hmm. for the for the third line. So things kind of looking consistent after uh, it was just going to put it in the blender uh, a tad. Not not on, on like super mulch, but they were mm-hmm. shaking up a little bit, uh, the lines for last uh, Thursday and Friday. Yeah, it was it was on pulse. It wasn't on. Oh, like, that's you know, a good one. Yeah, I don't speed. work the blender enough to know all yeah, the buttons. Clearly not. Uh, you know, it wasn't on medium or high spin or anything like that. I don't that, think mulch is a button uh, on the blender. My it's, bad. It's not. I, I wanted to just kind of skirt <laughs> over that, but hey, you know, whatever. Keep keep bringing attention to it, I guess. Um, no, but but like in all seriousness, this is kind of what I expected. Like I, I know that. You know, we had kind of a, a, a running gag going into training camp of what will the Golden Knights top six look like come opening night. And, you know, you, you asked me where I was in terms of my confidence. And right now I'm sitting at like 97% certain Ooh, that the Golden Knights will have. That's as high as it's ever been. 
It is. It is. It keeps going higher and higher. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not going to be shocked if we get something very similar to what we're seeing right now in practice as the opening night roster for the Golden Knights on October 12th. Big story from the weekend was the tweets uh, from Robin Leonard. We uh, acknowledged that and uh, offered our opinions in our number one, including some comments from Kelly McCrimmon from today's availability launching the Henderson Silver Knights uh, open of training camp. If you missed uh, any of that, uh, go back. Uh, our podcast will be posted right after we're done here at the end of hour number two and get completely uh, caught up to date. Uh, we also want to finish the conversation about how much control players in our minds should have over their own medical decisions when they are professional athletes. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But uh, the top five at five leads us off in hour number two, the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, and Chris Chapman. Today's theme is five NHL clubs who you think should never change their look. We're talking sweaters, helmets, gloves, everything. Teams yep. that should stay the same for all time's sake. Chapman... At the risk of sending this right off the rails early. Yes. Wallace and I had a conversation off air today and away from <laughs> yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. We both think that you are going to go left field. No, I don't I'm, think so. We, well, your left field is. Okay. What, what would <laughs> you consider? Right, your right field is everybody else's left what, field. What would be considered left field? So I'm. I'm most excited about your picks. So let's start there yeah. with your top five okay. at five. Well, I have them written down, so there's no changing. I, I'm, I'm showing well, Darren on, that I have them on. written down. So wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. Where's the sounder? Well, I mean, we're, we're doing all five at once, right? So, I mean, I'm not, do you want me to just go five, four, three, two, one with the sounder? Yeah, well, I'll do it. We'll okay. All... all right. What's today's number? <gasps> there it is. What number is that? Five. Yeah. Five. Five is the number of the day. Okay. So five, four, and three are all, I think, pretty basic for me. Um, I, I I would not be surprised if, if either of you guys had some of these. Stop couching it. Okay. Well, oh, man. I'll just, just, I'll just five, please. I'll just lump all three of them together. Montreal, Toronto, and yeah. Detroit. They should never change. Real original six teams. Yeah, love love the classic looks. I love the Red Wings logo. Love the Canadian sweaters, and and Toronto is iconic. It's so iconic that when I lived in Asia, I would go to the department store. I never saw any NHL gear anywhere in this particular department store except Roots, which I guess is a Canadian like sweatshirt company. You would know, Darren. They they were yeah. selling Toronto Maple Leafs Roots sweatshirts in in this store in in, in Taipei. So. Okay. It's iconic. It's it's international. Never change. You, you don't make it in the NHL unless you're in a department store in Taipei. Yes, and they're okay. the only one. So apparently they're the only team that exists in Taiwan. So you have three original six teams. Yes. Does which that mean there's which? not what, what's, there's what's not any five? more original? No six more original teams? six teams. Yeah. I also have the Pittsburgh Penguins. I love I love the skating penguin. I hated when they changed their logo after Mario Lemieux and they went to that whatever look they were going for with it kind of looked like a penguin trying to fit in a okay, triangle. So they're back to more traditional. Yeah, love love the skating penguin. So, Iconic to and, me. And when if you're keeping 
it's what they're wearing right now. It's yes. not something that they yeah. have worn in the yes. past. Yes, yeah. it's what they're wearing right now. So you like that? Yeah. Now, now I think you guys may may think left field on this one. I don't think it's left field, and I'm going to explain why. The Dallas Stars. That's left field. I love oh. green. It's, oh. it's my favorite color, first of all. And they've tinkered oh. with the uniform a bunch of times, but I finally it's think terrible. they've got the right green. It, it just pops. You watch them on TV, that green pops. Mm-hmm. I love the star. Yeah, but the rest of the jersey is the, the, bad. The rest of the, jer- the, the, the star is cool. It's a it's cool terrible. logo. It's a very cool logo. It incorporates the Lone Star, right? Lone Star State. It's 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 just the, the way Dallas it, Stars. The Dallas Stars have literally had three jerseys better than what they have right no, now. No, this is their best jersey. They 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 finally no, got it right. Not even I'm close. with I'm with Ryan on this. Not even close. Well, see, you guys. Well, well, of course, of course, you would. So so you put Dallas as number one. No, no, no. I didn't put them in any particular order. I would not put Dallas number one. The, they would they the would have been number that's five. That's the whole point the whole of top, kind of five, point. Yeah, top five, five and five. Right, well, they would have been. I went in reverse order. They would have been number five for me. Okay, so how about we do this very, very simply? Give me five and then okay. say the name of the team, and then give me four and then go all the way up to one. Okay, so five. I already did that. Dallas Stars. Number four, okay. Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. And then a tie for first place. No, 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 no. All right. No, no, I, you I have to pick. Ma- Come Montre- on. Montreal, three. Detroit, two. Toronto won because they were in a department. No, store because because I I, I I just think they they <laughs> you see that logo you know what it is and and not only that but it's a maple leaf so it's it's the it's on the flag of Canada it's it's it is the most iconic yeah. logo in all of hockey. Ryan, what kind of reaction are you yeah. getting on Twitter on on this topic? Uh yeah, let me pull it up. I'm 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 flabbergasted right now at Chapman. I'm gonna go. Uh, okay, I'm gonna, so on while Twitter, you do that. Let me uh, let me yeah, give you my ahead. top five. Number Got five. Got a hoping for a sound. What's today's number? <laughs> there it is. What number is that? Five. Five. Five is the number of the day. New York Islanders. Love that traditional look. Uh, at number four. The number of the day. Who could ask for more? The number of the day is four. Buffalo Sabres. Eh. Ooh. That's left field. I, I enjoy the Buffalo Sabres That's, back to their more traditional look with a little bit of uh, modernization of it. Chapman? Yes. The Buffalo Sabres jersey right now and literally every other Buffalo Sabres jersey oh, is come on. a thousand times no. better than what the Stars that, have that, right the, now. The, the black and the red, whatever was, you call that. Uh, yeah. what, what do you call that? The, the melting the, slug, right? The slug, The, the yeah. Buffalo slug. Yeah. Yeah. The Buffalo slug. slug. That's was, still was better awful. than what No, it's not. Had. That's awful. That yes, might be is. the worst jersey no. in the history of hockey. Three. Oh, I guess the magic number. It's the magic number. Go original six with Detroit a Red Wings. Love the Detroit. They've, the biggest change to Detroit over the years has been, one, the C or the A for the captain or alternate uh, mm-hmm. captain has moved over to the right side of the shoulder because it's interfered with the, uh, the logo on the traditional left side. And the name bar is either rounded or straight across. But that's about all they've done to it. Over the course of the years, two main colors. I will take any version of the Detroit Red Wings, including right now. Uh, That's uh, (laughs) I will I will lock in on that at number two. This is the number two. Two, 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 two. 
13 twos. Yes. Thanks, Stephanie. Uh, New York Rangers. So ridiculous. Didn't you yeah. say the other day that the Rangers with the Statue of Liberty was was cool though? I like the uh, the alternate sweater. Yeah, okay. I like the the third jersey. But this this I, I'm fine with keeping it all, even with the Statue of Liberty third jersey. Um, this people forget that they wore the shield for a while. Yeah. In, yeah. in the 70s, that was pretty yeah. funny. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> but this the current uh, one with the with the range, I, I love it. And at. You don't mess with the Montreal Canadiens. 24 Stanley Cups. You do not mess uh, with the Blue Blanc Rouge. Uh, that is my top five. And don't forget, you don't mess with their ghosts either. Islanders, Buffalo, Detroit, Rangers, and Montreal. I have a three original six, and then I have uh, Buffalo and the Islanders, which uh, came in in the 70s. There you go. Uh, Wallace, nice. what do you get off Twitter? Okay, off Twitter. We've got Stephanie. Here, here's Stephanie. Five, New Jersey, four, Calgary, three, Nashville, two, Florida, and one, Vegas. Steven, Arizona, because they should never change away from the Kachina jerseys. Toronto, Mm -hmm. because it's just iconic worldwide. Same goes for the Canadians in Detroit. I really struggle to come up with a fifth team. A lot of jerseys could really do with some improvements. Here's one that I thought was really funny. Paul says this. New York Rangers at number one. Liberty alternate jersey, Ooh. okay. Bruins, bear alternate, okay, number two. Number three, the Blues, number four, Montreal, number five, Toronto. So uh, interesting there. I'll go, I'll go ahead and give you mine. The Blues, by the way, were, were in contention with me. So I don't like the Blues current jerseys. If we get if we were to get a a matching set of what they're going to wear at the Winter Classic, then the Blues would absolutely be in my 5. Uh that being said, here is my top 5 at 5. Number 5. What's today's number? <gasps> there it is. What number is that? Five. Yeah. 5. 5 is the number of the day. I like that one. <laughs> Number five, the Calgary Flames. To me, this is better than anything they've ever had, uh, and it's simply going. It's it it embodies what the Calgary Flames are. It looks like fire. The jersey's fantastic. They pop on the ice. Give me the Calgary Flames to never change again. Number four, the number of the day. Who could ask for more? The number of the day is four. I hear that, and I hear Adam Sandler. Yeah. Hmm. Have you seen Hotel Transylvania? Oh, yes. That would explain That it. might yeah. be why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Anyway, number four, the Buffalo Sabres. Not really, there's not much that needs to be said yeah. about the Buffalo Sabres. The current jerseys are phenomenal. The color blue is perfect. They pop. I love those jerseys. Number three. Three, that's a magic number. So I really thought about this one because I wanted to push the this team higher than where they are, but I just couldn't do it because, you know, I, I have to have some integrity here. Number three for me, the Arizona Coyotes. They're back to Kachina. This is what they should always be. They should never change from this. 
the Arizona Coyotes should wear Kachina for as long as they are a franchise, period. Number two. This is the number two. This is that that hurts my brain so much. Um, the number two, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like it, it, it's just such a cool sweater. It's a cool logo. I love the color blue. It's my favorite color, so that gets you know extra points. And I love the current alternates that they have, the St. Pat's jersey. So I get to have that forever. I'll take it. Toronto Maple Leafs are number two. You know, Toronto's never won the Stanley Cup with a horizontal lettering in the Maple Leaf. Really? Really? Yeah. Well, they haven't won since, what, 67? 67. But they they used to have the rounded lettering Mm -hmm. inside the Toronto Maple with Toronto Maple Leafs. So what you're saying is they should maybe go back. Yeah. Interesting. Number one. One It's the Montreal Canadiens. Mm. There, there isn't anything that needs to be said. It's a perfect jersey. It's a perfect logo. Everything about it is perfect. Uh, and, and as somebody that liked the reverse retros last year, it also felt incredibly wrong to watch, to, to look at the Montreal Canadiens with that reverse retro jersey. Uh, they got it right. It, it's, it's just a jersey that should never, ever, ever, ever change. I want to say this because Darren had mentioned the, the, the C and the A. I really like the way the flames do theirs. I think that's super cool how it kind of has a little flame at the tip where it kind of looks like it's on fire. Oh, I just, you're talking about the alternate. Uh, yeah, yeah, alternate and the, yeah, and the yeah. captain yeah. patch. Yeah, they, I mean, it's they cool. Don't, they don't do that on their current jerseys. Really? Yeah, on the throwbacks, they don't oh, have yeah, the, that would, yeah. the stylized A, or and they haven't done the C in, in a long, long time. Huh. Yeah. The only team that's consistent in all three selections in this group in this sampling is montreal yeah uh across the board that's the only unanimous pick between the three of us which is somewhat surprising buffalo got two uh i'm not surprised at that from you the islanders dallas pittsburgh all got one arizona got one uh toronto got a pair detroit as well uh rangers only detroit got two yeah um the rangers only got one hmm. A little bit uh, original six teams dominating though. Uh, there's there's t- some teams like Philadelphia. I wanted to vote for Philadelphia, but mm. I like like when they change it up every now and then. Boston, I would like to see. Uh, I, I think there, there's more that they can do there. A very traditional sweater with yeah. the spoke B, but I, I think that there's some different things that they can that they can do. Vegas, I love what Vegas is doing with. The different, you just look at the the reverse retro and the gold. Yeah, the yeah. the opportunities are limitless there. Now, for I, me, I will say this: I almost went with Arizona. The reason I did not was because I'm afraid they're going to move, and they're not going to be in Arizona. So I I kind of was afraid of of. Well, that wouldn't go. They wouldn't go well, with the team. Well, no, but if they move somewhere, they're not going to be the Coyotes and keep the Kachina jersey. So, well, right, but, I, I debated it, that. That was that was a little bit of a conflict. I think for you. Me. I think it, you might have outthought yourself there a little bit. Yeah. Listen, here's here's my thought process on it. Whether they move or not, they if if there's a team named the Arizona Coyotes, that is what they should wear. If they move somewhere else and there's something completely different, 
then by all means figure it out. But as long as the Coyotes are in Arizona, this is the jersey they should wear until until the end of time. Really, that's that's the way that I went with it. And then you, you know, Darren, you bring up an interesting point on Boston. I I love the Boston Bruins jersey. I almost put them into my five. However, they went away from the yellow socks with the right. with the dark jerseys, and yeah. I I can't do it. the The black socks with the black jerseys do not look right. They aren't the Boston Bruins to me. And I know it's a little thing, but if they would go back to the yellow socks, I would have the Boston Bruins in my top five. The weird part about that statement, and you're right on the money yeah. with that, is growing up, you, you always thought the equipment guy forgot the right socks <laughs> when they had the yellow socks with the, with the, the, the dark sweaters. Yeah. Like it, didn't, it didn't make any sense. But now you go, oh, that's just tradition. I, yeah. I want to see the yellow socks with the, with the dark jerseys, but when you when you just look at it, at those old pictures, like that that doesn't make any sense at all that you would do that. It, it worked for me. I I, I can't. I, I don't know why. There are just like those little things that that really resonate with me, and the fact that the Bruins had ye- predominantly yellow socks with an all black uniform, more or less, was just so quirky and fun that. I loved it. I, I, I soaked it up. I thought it was really awesome. So uh, that would be the, the, the winner for me. If the Boston Bruins would go back to yellow socks, I'd put them in my top five. That was a, a fun exercise. We uh, have promised that we would revisit this conversation about how much, say, a player like Jack Eichel should have in their own medical treatment as a professional athlete and medical decisions. I am not anywhere close to being on the same page as you on this. Right. right. I think I think you're yeah. very pro player control yes. your own your own destiny. And you've made that very clear and it's not <laughs> wrong. Uh sure. it's just just preference. I also think that there's a lot of the medical people know it you 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 have an issue yourself, you go to the doctor, you listen to the doctor, you, you put your trust in the doctor. Sometimes it, most times, majority of times, it's the right decision. You know, time, they, you, you maybe should have gone a different course. Uh, mm-hmm. But the reason uh, why you put your trust in them is because they know better. And this is a situation where I think most times, I, I, I don't know whether people are educated enough as an athlete to know the pros and the cons and be able to be able to make those decisions based on the right information. Uh, I might be the ultra competitor and I'll do anything like the Monty Python. It's just a flesh wound. I'll keep going mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you, where you should probably take a couple of minutes and step away and, <laughs> and let the flesh wound heal and, and get back out there. Athletes. Tis but a scratch. Thank you. Worse, just a flesh wound. The, uh, idea of protecting uh, yourself from yourself is is something to take into consideration here. I'm not saying it's the it's exactly what we have in Jack Eichel, but mm-hmm. I the, I do believe that it's a major reason why the CBA is structured that way, why the standard player contract is structured that way is just to make sure that everybody can can uh, function and make the decisions that are right without getting too involved emotionally. Or physically, I mean, for this case. Yeah, I I think that, you know, that makes sense. But 
in terms of just the idea that, you know, because the, the team physicians are the ones recommending a certain surgery, if it was just Jack on his own saying, no, I want to do this other thing without being consulted or without consulting his own doctors, um, you know, I, I think that that would be a little bit different. But you've you've got essentially two experts in, in, in terms of how to treat this type of injury weighing in on opposite sides. And I think when you have kind of those opposing sides and you've got it from, you know, in theory, two people that know exactly what they're doing and, and how and have studied this for years and years and years, that's when I think it becomes kind of a, a bigger issue of, okay, how do we meet in the middle on this? Right. How do we come up with some way to to appease the player and make sure that the player is is having a say in something that will impact his life years beyond just playing hockey? Look, I think that's that's the nuance that I'm after here. The fusion treatment that gets you back playing within like six days, seven weeks, yeah. but there's a great risk of having to have a reoccurring surgery sure. procedure yep. down the road. The fusion, uh, the uh, replacement, uh, replacement, disreplacement. There's a good chance you don't have to have another procedure down the road. It's just never been done on an active hockey player before, and yeah, it takes about six months to get back to a place where you're ready to play again. Yeah, and I mean, I, I believe me, I, I understand why. You know, if you're the Buffalo Sabers in this situation and you're expecting. Jack Eichel to be a part of your future or to play for you again, which, you know, read the room there. Um, I understand why you'd opt for the fusion. I don't, I understand why you've got a player under contract for the next five years. Your first kind of thought in this was, okay, fusion surgery, he'll be able to rehab. He'll be able to get, you know, going for training camp. If, it, if we get to that point and, you know, I, again, I, I sympathize and understand where the player's coming from. I, if I'm going to have surgery on my neck, I want to have it one time, right? Right. Yeah. And, and I think that, that both of those opinions are valid. I just, where I fall on this and where I'm going to fall on this for, for a long time is players should have some say in what they do and what type of procedures they have because, yes, they are assets in a, way, in a sense, but they're also human beings. But somebody's going to have, have a the final decision. No, I, I, and and I understand that, and and that's that's why I just I wonder if there's and and I don't know how it would look. I don't know what type of amendments would need to be made. I don't know if it would just go to an arbitrator that can that can take a look at at and make a make a ruling like you would if you had a contract impasse like like with a restricted free agent. I don't know yeah. what that looks like, but I I don't feel like it's right for the Buffalo Sabres in this sense to to force it, it would be forcing Jack Eichel to have a surgery well, he doesn't I, want to have. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much emotion tied up in this too because sure. the relationship's yeah. gone sideways. Uh and that's influencing people's opinion on it. But Buffalo's doctors aren't doing it to put him in peril. But they're also trying to well, protect I, their in, their investment. Uh yeah. they they want to get him back in the ice soon or be able to trade him sooner. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's nasty, but I I also think it's the reason those rules are in place is to protect everybody, including the emotion of of the person themselves who may want to get right back out there. Sure, it's the flesh yeah. wound, right? Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. it is. Oh, when we continue, one timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League as we continue on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
Gone to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. Toronto Maple Leafs have extended the contract of their head coach, Sheldon Keefe, by two years. So he is now under contract through 2024. Mm. He's coached a couple of seasons with the Toronto Maple Leafs. They haven't won around. But, like, <laughs> all things joking aside, hear good things about Sheldon Keefe as a coach. Yeah. Uh, I find it interesting that Kyle Dubas makes this decision when he admitted in training camp that everybody's jobs were basically on the line if they don't have, don't have a performance, a result. Mm-hmm. So it's confidence in Sheldon Keefe going into a contract year. But it's also like, if you're like, why? I mean, good on Sheldon for getting it. Sure. I mean, it's great, yep. but yep. kind of weird. Uh, Nick Backstrom could be out for the start of the season. Uh, he That's hasn't not had, ideal. No, he hasn't played at all uh, because he's got this, this left hip issue. Mm-hmm. He had uh, arthroscopic surgery a few years ago, and now it's it's acting up again. Had, had some issues with it last year, and... It, doesn't sound like surgery is another option that they're just gonna have to try and get through it he talked about it grinding a lot and they just have to get get it back in shape when there's bone grinding i don't know as somebody who has a bad hip from grinding there's not a lot that you can do yeah to replace like there's some things like injections stuff but there's long term that's a hip replacement yeah, That's not ideal. No, not a professional hockey player. No, no, no. And it's it, it's not ideal for Alexander Ovechkin. Good and point. Wayne Gretzky's goal scoring record. So, get well soon, Nikki Backstrom. We have uh, Josh Archibald with myocarditis. Yeah. I believe is how you say that. Uh, in enlarged heart from they believe COVID. Uh, he is not vaccinated. And he is not going to play for a little while. Two Oiler yeah. players now with myocarditis. Uh, Alex Stalock, goaltender, will miss the entire season because of that. And in other COVID news, Zach Ronaldo, remember him? Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't get vaccinated. And the Columbus Blue Jackets said, okay, well, everybody that comes to our NHL camp is vaccinated. So you can go directly to the American Hockey League. Well, mm-hmm. upon further review, the Columbus Blue Jackets have said, Everybody that plays for our American Hockey League team ha- is going to be vaccinated. So yeah. you can go wherever. We're going to pay you, but you're not going to play for us. Right. Makes the uh, time to one year $750,000 contract. $750 million, he would get vaccinated. <laughs> I, I almost guarantee you that. Probably twice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the booster. Uh, yeah. I got my flu shot today, uh, by the way. Uh, NHL teams. There's an article on ESPN about Mm -hmm. dress code. So during the bubble, I don't know if you remember this, in Edmonton, they relaxed the dress code. We saw some different looks coming to the rink, but because it was the bubble and it was different and everything, um, they relaxed it. The NHL actually has, in in the CBA, a dress code. Like suit and tie, etc. The Arizona Coyotes... Uh, are you saying nope, nope, no dress code this year? 
So you and your Kachina jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your team has also got rid of the dress code. That's awesome. Really? I, yes. I, I don't I don't need a dress code for players. Like, who cares? Look good, feel and, good, play good? Yeah, I'm sure you could look good, feel good, play good in really anything else. Yeah, like, you you've never looked good. You've never looked I've, good and felt no, good I've, then. I've, I've looked good. I've felt good. I've played well. Um and I've I've never had to do it in a suit. So like I listen, if you want to wear a suit, absolutely. If you want to I don't know, wear whatever it is Austin Matthews wears, like that's fine too. Just go out there, be your own person and wear whatever the heck you want to games. I don't care. I don't care. I don't need players in suits before the game. You know, I, I, I don't. I like the suit. I, I think it's cool. Like especially because I think a lot of guys take a lot of pride. Yeah. In their suits, like Ryan Reeves had a pink suit, which which blew me away. It was so cool looking. And I remember Tomas Nosek had this, like, sky blue suit. It was, I mean, I think a lot of guys take a lot of pride in those suits. I mean, I can remember seeing uh, Logan Couture in, in, in a really nice suit. And Joe Pavelski always seemed like he was wearing nice suits. So, I mean, I, I kind of dig it. I can appreciate a good suit, even though I don't wear them very often. If I was in a type of job where I could afford to buy really nice suits and, wore them, and wear them, I would definitely be all over that i got a suit guy for you yeah yeah if you ever need a good suit i just picked up uh some suits the other day really good yeah, yeah. here in town yeah oh yeah sweet yeah gary my buddy gary i i think you should wear a suit you yeah, can do whatever you want on the charter uh, you just got to get changed and you got to wear a suit into the rink and you can you can express yourself there part of this is is being able to Build your brand, and they're they're allowing their players to have their own brand and et cetera, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I think you can still have a look, but within a suit. So here's my thought on it, and this is just kind of where I'm coming from. You allow players to just be themselves. You allow them to wear what they want to wear. You allow their personality to shine through. You allow them to build their brand, and then maybe just maybe we'll have players that are more willing and open to just communicate better to say things that are interesting are you because uh, maybe how do you know it's never been done before in so hockey you, you think it. somebody wearing shorts to the rink with yeah I, I'm, I trying to, I'm trying to think of something that's totally the antithesis of a suit so where yeah. a guy shows up in Birkenstocks and, and yeah why not and shorts and a Metallica like, t-shirt we're not playing summer hockey here you guys it's the National Hockey League yeah I'm with Darren on this one and and I That's think fine. these guys you they guys do are... express themselves through their suits it's crotchety it's what it's you got crotchety are. yeah it is I go just ahead, I just think somebody. we we, we Darren, appreciate it Chapman someone's on your lawn right now go yell no it's it's we can appreciate the, that guys have the ability to express themselves by wearing suits it's not like they're that's, wearing black and not. white you're, Catholic you're, school you're, like I used to have to man, wear when I was a Chabin, kid. Chabin, you have the right to express yourselves within the parameter of this thing that we tell you you're allowed to wear. Okay, well, that I mean... That is an expression, Chapman. If if work had a dress code here... It is here, conformity, then, quite literally conformity. Yeah, but they're still allowed you're to express allo- themselves. You're only allowed to wear suits. Well, look at... Look okay, at, well, I don't want to wear suits. Look at the way lawless dresses... I'll use this example. Lawless dresses, nighty dresses, I dress. Three very different people expressing themselves very differently with their suits, but all wearing suits. It's still within a. It's still within confines. And people will say, "Nighty dress is crazy cool." Yeah, I, lawless looks fashionable. Millard's probably conservative, but 
but very different looks all with the name. Uh, Travis yeah, Hammonick, uh, two-year contract, but there was a lot of talk last week whether uh, he was going to play this <laughs> season because of COVID. Uh, he is not opting out. He is going to play, and uh, they're giving him some uh, time. And uh, Brady Kachuk is still not signed. We expected there was a, a thinking, a line of thinking, that once uh, Patterson and uh who is it? Quinn uh, signed? Hughes. Quinn yep. Hughes. Quinn Hughes uh, signed. Then they would be all done. Not the case. Still holding. Uh, not in camp. And bridge deal. If if they go to a bridge deal, that's not good. The Ottawa Senators and Brady Kachuk. Yeah. That would be that would be bad news. Those uh, those deals, by the way, Hughes and Pedersen, lower monetary number this year. Mm-hmm. And lower monetary number the year that the CBA could expire, that they could opt out, just so they don't lose. The reason why it's lower this year is because escrow is very high, yeah. and they want to put as little into that as possible. And then the <laughs> the potential that, that that there would be a work stoppage, they went lower uh, on that year, which is in four years, uh, I believe. So that's the, uh, the structure update there. And then you have the update on... The Kachuk situation, which Dick just is showing no signs yep. of, of going anywhere. So, two things. Brady Kachuk will miss regular season games. I'm confident to say that right now. Uh, and circling back, Rita just chimed in on the suit. Nothing beats King Henrik in a three-piece suit. Oh. Makes my little heart go pitter-patter. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. As much as as much as I disagree with you, Darren, and you, Chapman, I'm not going to argue with Rita. That man. Not doing it. Not doing it. Smart. That man could could put together a suit. Uh, my final one <laughs> on one timers is a uh, a drunken construction worker in Turkey. Wow. Who had been reported as missing, mm-hmm. spent hours with the search party looking for himself. I'm sorry. What I I, I I briefly saw this scroll across the, the the news, but I didn't actually hear the story. So now I, I can't yeah. wait to hear. So it. his wife was unable to reach him on the cell phone. Officials yeah. were advised uh, that his friends had lost him after they uh, they were drinking, and he wandered into a forest. So the search party was formed, and he joined up with the search party, and he was only uh, sort of tuned into the fact of what they were looking for him when they started calling his name. And he responded with, who are you looking for? I'm right here. <laughs> uh, authorities gave him a, a drive home after taking a police statement. Now, this, this, as crazy as that sounds, isn't the first time it's happened. In no 2012 in Iceland, uh, a tourist was reported missing, was found among the search party after she failed to recognize the description of herself. I mean, it's, you know, you're not looking at yourself all day, so I, I can understand that being tough. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah. That's wild. Wallace. I forgot what I look like. Wallace. Yeah. Who are you looking for? Me. Wallace. Oh, hey. I'm here. Oh, hi. <laughs> like, how tuned up do you have to really be to join that? And nobody and nobody recognized. you think that there would be a description of him. Yeah. And I, don't, I bet if he was wearing a suit, he'd know. I wouldn't want them coming and looking for me. 
No, uh, <laughs> I think we figured out they, you. They might let me stay in the forest if that was the case. <laughs> those, uh, those are your uh, one-timers for this Monday, October on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Tim Speltz was with us in hour number one, talking about the Henderson Silver Knights uh, opening of training camp. Also heard from Kelly McCrimmon, general manager at the VGK, uh, discussing the uh, tweet uh, that was put out by Robin Leonard over the course of the weekend. Uh, we had that full discussion. If you missed any of it, uh, check out the podcast. Uh, it will be posted immediately after we are done here. Who do you think, hands up for Chris Chapman, would be the person that would get lost and join the search party for himself? I do. That's yeah. probable. The problem is I generally don't get lost, so... <laughs> well, the likelihood I, of me having to join a search party to find myself is is very unlikely. I, I feel like well, th- this guy would, wasn't lost either. He was part of the search party. Well, he, he knew exactly no, where well, he was. I I feel like it would probably be me, just simply because I go out into nature mm. than I think you guys do. So that would probably be it. Yeah, if there's not pavement, I'm not uh, on it. Not surprising. <laughs> Catching up with Chapman on the VGK Insider Show. All right. Uh, Want to send good vibes to Todd Richards, assistant coach with the Nashville Predators. The team announced that he suffered a heart attack on October 1st. He is home. He's recuperating. They expect a full recovery. Todd Richards played for the Las Vegas Thunder. So there is a Las Vegas tie-in there. Two years, I believe, he played for the Thunder. So uh, get well soon, Todd. We're, we're, we're hoping for, for the best. That's the part about heart attacks that scares the heck out of you as you get older. Yeah. Like, this is a guy that, that has surrounded by doctors, and you do all the tests, you do everything that you can. He's pretty good shape. Last time I saw Todd. I, and you still don't know. Yeah, on the ice every day, I'm sure, skating yeah. with the guys. Yeah, it's, it, it is scary. Just shocking. And then, boom. Um, so, you guys are, you guys got a ways to go before you get really into that warning zone. Uh, so Todd Richards, uh, I didn't realize that. I missed that. Uh, yeah, they tweeted out the this morning that that, or maybe this afternoon, but uh, yeah, on October first, so a couple of days ago. But he is home, so so that's the best part. Well done, uh, catching up with Chapman tomorrow. The Vegas Golden Knights will resume their exhibition schedule with a date in Denver, and the uh, Golden Knights uh, Insider Show will be on the air for one hour, right? And then we'll turn it over to yep. the to the pregame show. First time that will be uh, preempted by Ryan Wallace, who preempts himself. One of the great stories in broadcasting is being able to preempt yourself. And that's what uh, Ryan Wallace will do tomorrow against uh, the Colorado Avalanche. And then it's Arizona and San Jose to round out the week. Uh, if if everything's healthy and everything's good, do you expect Robin Leonard to play two of the three this week? Yeah, I would. I would expect him to. Um, I think you're you're gonna get at least one more game for Laurent Brassois, and then you've got two games for Robin Leonard to tune up and get ready for the season opener. Brassois with the uh, nice, perfect performance the other night. Yeah, not bad, eh? It's pretty solid. Kind of got lost in the whole between the weekend and everything else that happened. <laughs> Donuts, but uh, but that's good. Yeah, bagels. Yeah, so they got donuts and tacos. Tacos. If you showed up Friday night, good deal. Breakfast and lunch is covered. It's a taco thing, new. I think so. Yeah, two goals in a period. I like that. Ooh. Yeah, it's good. Detroit coming back four to three now. 
Nobody follows preseason results like well, Ryan Wallace. I do. Although Arizona is three and one, so I'll throw that at you. Uh, thanks World to beaters. Tim Speltz, uh, and thanks to you for listening. Two hours of hockey talk on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thank <laughs> you.